You are now listening to Today with Jared James. Hey everyone, Jared James here and welcome to episode 24 of Today with Jared James. As always guys, if you're enjoying this, make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a written review and a five-star review. It's been cool to see how many of you have already done that. And today's episode, you know, you probably noticed the title, uh, What Do You Do When the Crap Hits the Fan? Um, And that's, you know, it's obviously an interesting title and something that you probably haven't come to expect from me. But I think what you're going to find on today's episode is that I'm really trying to follow through on my promise to all of you, which is to just be completely authentic and share real world stuff with you and talk to you from an entrepreneurial level uh, in a way that I don't do on some of the other platforms, right? In a way that I I don't necessarily do uh, on YouTube or on my Instagram or somewhere else. Uh, What I'm really trying to use this platform for, this podcast platform, is to really speak to you from an entrepreneurial level, and God knows I have enough going on in my life from an entrepreneurial level that uh, that I can do that, okay? So you're probably wondering, what's with this title? What do you do when the crap hits the fan? And the reason why I'm using this as a title is because I am, you know, tired of, of especially people like me and other people, um, always talking in the past tense about issues and talking, you know, always showing how sunny the day is for everybody and not giving people a real picture, a real story of what it really takes to get to a place where you're even worthy of being an entrepreneur that's followed, right? Like, you know, nobody gets to a certain place in their life because their past was so easy. Like, that's not generally how it works. There's there's trials, there's things you have to go through, which ultimately teach you along the way. And I wanted today to give you a bit of a a snapshot of that, even from an entrepreneurial level, you know, a lot of you listen to me a lot, some of you may be new to me, but I run one of the largest coaching and training companies in North America uh, uh, for a lot of real estate people. I've got a lot of entrepreneurs that follow me. I started a marketing company that we built our own CRM, we're launching websites now, we've got, you know, that's a huge undertaking. And look, it's great, you know, uh, to point towards all of the flagship honest things that occur with the launching of a CRM and other things. But the truth is, guys, there is so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes and so many issues and so many problems you have to solve. Like when I put things up on Instagram and other places and, and I talk about how the job of any business is to solve new problems, right? That all sounds great, but it's another thing when you're actually doing it every day, when there's actually nothing. You know, my son asked me recently, what's it like to be an entrepreneur? And I said, every day, 40 things go wrong and three go right. And I just hope that the three outweigh the 40. Like, it's just getting punched in the face every day, all day. It's like being the, you know, obviously not on the same level, but it's like being the president of the United States where every day you're woken up with someone that just goes, problems, 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 right? That's really what the life of an entrepreneur is. It's not Lamborghinis. Uh, it's not having 10 different colors of hoodies that you wear. Um, you know, it, it's not networking with all your cool entrepreneurial buddies. The truth is the life of an entrepreneur, as so many of you know that are listening to me, um, is that you eat crap every day. And every day the crap hits the fan, you know. And, you know, we had this, um, you know, it, it, here's, here's a true statement too. Like, you know, I've put this on Instagram and other places a lot of times that to be an entrepreneur, to do what I do for a living, to do what so many of you do for a living, um, you ultimately have to have thick skin, but that thick skin is not just for haters. Like I actually enjoy the haters. Like they're, they, haters don't bother me on any level. 
um, I actually feel empathy for them. I feel bad for them. Like if you're at the point in your life where you're not only not someone who's getting stuff done for a living um, and making stuff happen, uh, you're not even like an average, you know, normal person. You're actually someone who your life is to hate on people who do stuff. I literally feel bad for you. Like you're lower than, than a normal, you know, person. Um, but the thick skin isn't just for the haters. Some of you have to deal with that. The thick skin is ultimately whenever you're building anything for the issues that happen that here's the most important part that are your fault. It's one thing when issues occur and we can come in like a mediator. We can come in like the, you know, the good friend in a movie that's solving somebody's relationship problems. You know, everybody's got that best friend and they always play. It's usually the same actors and actresses that play that part in every movie. And they're the friend that, you know, is someone that that main character can lean their, lean their head on and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, It's another thing whenever you're doing anything of significance and the issues are technically your fault. Like, what do you do in that case? You know, we um, had just launched a CRM that I had worked two and a half years on, which presents a whole other set of issues that most of you listening uh, uh, to me uh, could never even imagine. Like, the amount of code and the amount of, like a Jenga game, you fix one thing, uh, or Jenga, I think I said that wrong, you fix one thing and it creates an issue over here and over there and over there, and there's servers and databases and all of this stuff that most of you will never even have to worry about, but the principle of the stuff still remains true. And my God, we went through the first few months uh, uh, of just absolute nothing but 24-7 problem, 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 server problems, database problems, like stuff that all day you're just staying up all night fixing these things over and over and over again, Um, which to me, I mean, I created the narrative in my head, which is just true that you know, great things that you do come with a certain amount of problems. Like I literally had no problem solving problems because I was like, this is what it takes. This is, I had the fortitude to do that. That was the one thing you don't do in those scenarios. I mean, think about it from your perspective. If you're growing, if you're a business and you're growing and you start, uh, uh, having to implement and having to, to, um, give other people, uh, jobs to do that you used to do, right? And now they start creating problems and your customers start having problems. And there's just these things coming at you that technically are your problem. Like you need to fix them. What do you do? What do you do when you used to be the one who was doing everything and, and now uh, you've delegated to other people and they're causing problems and you've got to look someone square in the face and they just had you know their home sales screwed up because of your process or your system in your business. What do you do? I'll tell you what you don't do. You don't run, right? You, you take responsibility. You understand that the higher the calling, the higher the, the, the thing that you're doing, um, the less that you get to have the benefit of the doubt like a normal person. Like I learned that years ago, by the way. I learned that, that there are a lot of things you can justify in your head. Uh, there are a lot of things that you can say, well, other people don't have to deal with this. Uh, other people don't doesn't matter like if you want to achieve anything of significance you've got to throw that rule book right out the door because if you're going to do anything of significance then you can't consider yourself a normal person because normal people um don't achieve anything of significance you don't get to follow it's like it's like when a celebrity complains about you know not being able to eat dinner without somebody coming over okay very true it is weird uh most of us never have to deal with that but 
you're a celebrity. Like, you also probably don't pay for that dinner that you're sitting down for. Like, you, you also, there, are, there is a price to pay for everything, and what we can't do is want the results, want the glam, want the, the fame, want the, 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 the company we can sell, want the whatever, without understanding the price that ultimately comes with that, okay? Uh, this is what happens. Like, when we launched our CRM, and, I mean, up until, my God, this last week I just hired, you know, we just added new senior uh, development people, new senior uh, uh, database people, new senior, you know, had to completely do a whole new upload and change everything and, you know, uh, do a massive scale of, of, of uh, code and all this other kind of stuff. Um, when I look at it, the reason why I'm able to do that and keep a, you know, a straight face and stay normal and not, you know, just go hide in a basement somewhere, lock the door and say, you know, leave me alone is because ultimately um, I put everything in perspective and I'm able to see my life and I'm able to see everything from the perspective of like a like a video timeline where when you're editing a video timeline on a computer, you can zoom in, zoom out, and a very small area can look very big or very small depending on how you zoom in or zoom out. And my ability to look at my life and look at my entrepreneurial journey from that, uh, that video editing zoom in, zoom out perspective to understand that what I'm going through right now, how small or how big it is in terms of the overall film helps me to realize that what I'm dealing with now is just a part of the story, and it's a very small part of the story, so I can't live in that moment and now dictate what I do for the rest of my days because it's such a small part of the story. Everybody who's done anything experiences that. When Apple released the iPhone on the public, it sucked. Like, it had issues out every... And now it's the most commonly used thing that runs people's world. It's part of their story. It's not the part of the story you focus on now because they ultimately got through it and they moved to a different area of the timeline. You know, there are companies, even within the real estate industry, like, like some people hate them, some people love them, but like Compass, you know, just had to apologize to so many of their agents because they released all this technology and didn't realize what an undertaking it was and had all sorts of bugs and errors and issues and everything else. And it didn't happen because they wanted it to. It didn't happen because they didn't plan correctly. The bottom line is it just happened. And when it does, someone's responsible. And it's much easier to look at someone else and say they're responsible or, or why did that happen or to give up. But ultimately, this is why a high level of success is rever- reserved for such a few number of people because very few are willing to look at it and go, my fault, and fix it and take responsibility. That's a, that's, that's a very difficult thing that you can do, right? We, we had to early on when it came to uh, our CRM and such. At one point, I had to do a complete halt on all upgrades and just say, nope, whole development team, we just need to make this work right. Forget about upgrades, forget about the sexy, forget about whatever, let's get this right, right? Um, You know, and nights and weekends and mornings and whatever the heck it takes, and ultimately, it becomes a part of our story, right? I mean, that's that's how it works. Um, I honestly believe that regardless of what industry you're in, if you're an entrepreneur on any level, uh, your consumers don't find anything out about you when everything is perfect. Nothing. Uh, you need stuff to go wrong to find out who someone is, to find out uh, who a brand is. 
that's what you need, right? Like I speak to the real estate industry a lot and I tell them that your people don't ultimately know if you're a great agent and they were lucky to have you unless something goes wrong. And yet most of us fear something going wrong. We want everything to run smooth. We want all of the mortgage documents to work out correctly. We want the walkthrough at the final closing to go correctly. Uh, We want the inspection to go perfect. We want, and yet the very thing we're hoping for, which is that perfection, is ultimately what would lead to your people it not really mattering whether they got you or not. You don't know until things go wrong, and then you ultimately find out whether you were lucky to have someone or not because you find out who they are uh, uh, during that time frame. You find out um, whether they're on a journey and, 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 and creating a story right now that ultimately is going to become something great, and you get the opportunity to be a part of that story, or if they're just a non-successful person, an unsuccessful person. Because when the fire hits and things, when, when the crap hits the fan, so to say, and it's very difficult, and, and, and you hate what's happening, but it's ultimately your fault, you find out whether someone deserves the level of success that they're ultimately trying to achieve, and all of you listening to me, uh, again, if you're going to do anything, will find that out. You'll find out who you are, right? Um, it's very nice. You know, I put up things all the time on Instagram and we talk about how you know nothing great ever comes from the place of comfort, and we talk about you know avoiding comfort is the way to go, and we talk about all these kinds of things. And I'm going to tell you from personal experience that I live every single day that it is a completely different thing to actually live it, to actually not be comfortable, right? Like in my life, a lot of you that listen to me, you you think of me being on a stage in front of thousands of people and. Um, you know, signing books and taking pictures and selfies with people and, you know, all of these could be recognized uh, at places and whatever. And yet the truth of the matter is the only thing that makes me worthy of that stuff is the amount of discomfort that I create for myself on a regular basis every day. You know, you build a coaching company, you build a software company with developers and a CRM and a whatever, see how much discomfort comes with that. But that's ultimately what makes you worthy of that. I mean, my God, guys, now, you know, our coaching now, we have a director of coaching and we have coaches all over North America and we have, you know, all of this kind of stuff. But the truth of the matter is when we, just like when we first launched our CRM and had like all of these issues we had to fix and just buckle down and say, okay, we've got to make this the best. The truth is when we started our coaching, it was the same thing, guys. When our, when we first launched our coaching, it was terrible. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. We created this virtual coaching thing that now has thousands of people on it. But when it first started, my God, if I go back and look at that thing, it was so bad, it's literally funny how bad it was. But from an entrepreneurial perspective, I had to be able to take that on, and I had to be able to take the criticism from some because, look, your, your fanboys, your fangirls, you don't learn anything from them. Like in the beginning when I created that, when I created, when I first launched our CRM, when I, when I first launched our coaching, the fangirls and fanboys are just like, oh my God, amazing. Like whether it is or not, you know, like I had people in the beginning with our coaching, especially our virtual coaching that were telling me how great it was. And then we had people that were just like, this isn't worth it. This is a piece of crap. This is terrible. This doesn't even work like this. How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to whatever? And so the reason why I say you got to have a thick skin Uh, not only for haters, but also uh, to be able to take on issues and stuff, is because you have to ultimately listen to it in order to learn, period. 
like the reason why our coaching kept getting better and better, the reason why I knew what we had to stay up 24 hours a day and hire more people and pay more for servers and database and whatever, because I was listening. I'm going, this hurts a lot right now. I hate this. But ultimately, for us to grow and to get better, I've got to hear it. You know, it's, um, it's why communication is so effective. It's why relationships that communicate with each other are so much better. Um, it's funny because if you ask a woman generally, you ask a man in a relationship, uh, how's the relationship? And they're like, it's great. It's this. It's what you go talk to a woman in the exact same relationship. And you would think that they were in different relationships. She's like, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. We don't ever do this together. We don't. And it's like the same people talking about the same relationship, two different people talking about the same relationship with two different perspectives because they're not communicating that right. A relationship gets better when they're, when they're willing to sit down and say, Hey, here's what I need from you. Here's what I need for this to be better. When you do this, it makes me feel like that. When you do, and when you do that, as, as difficult as it may be to hear, right? When, when your family tells you, yeah, you're here, but I don't feel like you're ever actually here because you're always on your phone, even when we're doing dinner and we're doing this, and we don't feel like we have you, and we feel like everybody else has you, but we don't have you. And that, that is the kind of thing that wakes you and goes, wait a second now, uh, that hurts, but... It hurts because there's some truth in there. I can't fix it unless I know it. It's the same thing when it comes to building a business. It's the same thing when understanding that, look, the only way you grow is by creating something or growing so big or trying something so difficult that there's no option except for the crap to hit the fan. You know, we love right now to look at Elon Musk and look at Tesla and look at, you know, uh, um, what's his name from Virgin? Um, uh, of course, I can't think of his name right now. Um, but we love to look at these people and go, look at these beacons of you know, entrepreneurship and whatever. I would love to sit in a room and, and, and talk to them about trying to create flight to, you know, to Mars and, and creating an underground system for car travel and you know, creating a, a, a battery-operated uh, car and, and creating solar panel. Like, I would love to hear, do you know how many problems come with that? Like, do you have any idea? It's like the size of the thing you want to do is ultimately going to determine the amount of crap that's going to hit the fan. The question is, how well can you handle that? How much responsibility can you take and ultimately man or woman up and just go, okay, this is what it is. Now I've got to fix this. I've got to make this right. And that's why you appreciate the people so much that go on the journey with you because you know that if you're involved, it's going to end up right. But those that take the journey with you, you remember them and you kind of go, okay, we're going to build the best thing here and you're going to be a part of it. But you remember those people who ultimately stuck with you and came along for the ride and were a part of that story, a part of that journey with you because you know that if you're – by the way, any good entrepreneur – you know that if you're involved, it's going to work. Like I always say, like I don't always know how I'm going to get to the point, but I know how this ends, and it ends with me winning because I'm involved. You have to believe that if you're an entrepreneur. If you don't have that belief system, I am telling you right now, go do something else because that level of commitment is the only thing that ultimately gets you to a place of winning in the entrepreneurial world because there are just so many stops along the way that are easy, very accessible for you to quit. 
There's just so many reasons to quit. There's just so many. If you don't ultimately have the idea that, like, this is plan A, this is plan B, this is plan C, this is whatever, I'm not sure when this ends. I just know that when it does, I win. You're never going to make it as an entrepreneur. You're never going to make it in any kind of a job where your success or your failure relies on you, right? And, and ultimately, to win in the end, as I'm talking about, you have to be willing to lose along the way. And if you believe what I always say, which is that the only, you know, we've got the wrong W's and L's. It's not wins and losses. It's wins and learning, right? Wins and learning. And so to win in the end, you know, I just said you got to be willing to lose along the way. But the truth of the matter is to win in the end, you got to be willing to learn along the way. Because for some people, they look at things that are difficult. They look at it when the crap hits the fan. They look at it that it's just you know, the weight can get so heavy of what, what's going on here. I'm affecting people's lives. This is screwing up. That's not working like it's supposed to. This is whatever. And ultimately, that's the reason that they crumble. It doesn't, they don't, they don't even, there's nothing they can do about it. They just crumble. And then there are people that regardless of what happens, everything along the way is just another learning experience. But as long as they're involved, they know that in the end, whatever they're involved with is going to win. And when you have that belief system when the crap hits the fan, you know that you don't need to run away. You know that you don't need to because you know what the future looks like. You're able to look at the timeline and know that this is a small part of the timeline, but because you're involved, you're ultimately going to win because they have that thick skin, not only for the haters, but they have the thick skin uh, for, for issues that come up, and they know that if they're involved, period, end of story, they win. And if you're listening to me right now and you don't have that belief – and you consider yourself an entrepreneur, you may want to get out of the entrepreneurial game because that is what it ultimately takes. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 